0: somebody shout hallelujah beloved uh, welcome to the episode five of season four of biblical phronesis um if you recall very well if you have been following us the first four episodes of this season unpacked salient point about peter we talked about apostle peter we learned that peter was a working man that was in episode one he was a chairman of the board, the board of the 12 apostles, that is episode 2. He was a preacher, that is episode episode 3. And we look at his profile in episode 4. All to the glory of God and the extension of the work of Jesus Christ. That is all that Apostle Peter did. Today, beloved, we we'll we'll go ahead to look at Apostle Paul. Our central question is who was Paul as an unstoppable apostle? Who was Paul as an unstoppable apostle? In 1 Corinthians 15:5. In 1 Corinthians 15:5, Paul himself said, For I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He was the least. By all biblical account, he was not even fit. But in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of man, he was much more qualified, and God called him. This verse that I just read, 1 Corinthians 15, 9, captures who Paul was in the early church, and who he is to us today. Desperate being an unlikely candidate for the office of an apostle, no one in the New Testament did more for the Christian faith than Paul. Paul was an Apostle before and after he met Jesus Christ on the way to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. The word Apostle means sent out one in Greek and it also means ambassador or a messenger in English. We can safely say that if you look at the many journeys of Apostle Paul and of course the several uh, letters he wrote in the New Testament, Apostle to Paul was indeed a one that was centered by God himself. He was an ambassador for Christ. He was a messenger of the good news. Beloved, you will agree with me that Paul endured hardship to serve as the messenger for Christ. At Lystra, for example, a mob carried his tortured body out of the city thinking he had died from several attacks and blows to his body with stones, and other sharp objects. Indeed, Paul, in that scene, was not stopped by the attack of the mob. He was a victim of stoning, a painful and horrible way to die, but he didn't die. Like similar accused, he was thrown into a shallow pit as several self-appointed executioners gathered around him. Because of the persistent attack with the stones, the mob at Lisra thought he had died, but he had not died. He didn't die in Israel. Thereafter they dragged the broken and bleeding body of Paul from the pit and took it outside the city so that the son and scavengers can finish him off. But they were wrong. The work of the gospel through him was not finished at that particular time. So they thought wrong, as the man left the man that was left along the roadside was not stoppable. Apostle Paul was not stoppable in that instance. Once the mob left him, Paul picked himself up and continued his service to Christ and humanity. That's why you and I today can call ourselves Christians and we can read the Bible. Because he was indeed the Apostle to the Gentiles. We we'll see this in, the, in this episode or the next episode. Beloved, the stoning of Paul at Lystra has a connection to another stoning, if you recall very well. The stoning that I'm referring to now is the one in which Paul has participated some years earlier. Approximately 16 years earlier, Paul, known then by his Jewish name Saul, stood consenting and coordinating the stoning to that death of Stephen, a deacon in the early church at Jerusalem. You recall that when they were wearing their apostles with a lot of demand, the apostles decided to elect deacons. In the church, and Stephen was one of them, as well as Philip. So, Stephen, however, was not an apostle. He was a deacon in the early church. Perhaps he was one of the 70 or 20 disciples of Jesus Christ. He defended the gospel until death on account of his faith. 16 years after the Stephen stoning episode, Paul was at the receiving end of stoning from another mob. The connection between the story of Stephen and Paul is the charge. It was the same charge. The same crime. Both of them committed the same crime. Both of them were stoned for the same crime. The good news. They were stoned because of spreading of the good news. The gospel. Both of them were stoned for preaching the same message. However, Paul's stoning ended differently. He did not die. The pattern opposed to Paul, In particular, in that list, for example, rose and continued his ministry or ministerial work after the stoning attack. In other words, beloved, between you and I, he was not stopped by that stoning. He endured and he picked himself up and carried on. So, why the Bible records that why Peter's ministry focused largely on the Jews, but we must also acknowledge that Peter also preached to the Gentiles. Paul was the main apostle that took the message to the non-Jews in the Roman Empire. That's why we refer to him oftentimes as the apostle to the Gentiles. While his Roman citizenship helped him to move to several cities, he nevertheless suffered. He suffered just as he suffered in Lystra. If you look at Second Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23-29, to 29, 2 Corinthians 11, to 29, we will see a number of things that he suffered. Number one, he suffered imprisonment and several beatings. He said it there. He received 39 latches on five occasions. He was beaten with wooden rods three times. He endured shipwreck three times. He experienced flooding in the ocean. He suffered persecution from his fellow Jewish leaders. Remember, he was Jewish. He also suffered persecution from non-Jews, the Gentiles, that he took the message to. He was hungry. In other words, he went for days or hours without food or water. He experienced sleepless nights. And he was even beaten by the weather. Yet, he was not stoppable. Beloved, of this account, the 10 things that I've mentioned, in that particular verse in 2 Corinthians 11 shows that the man could not be stopped. No one can restrain him from the mandate that the Lord Almighty have given him. All this problem Paul endured for the people he did not know. That is very important. Some of our leaders today, they can only endure things if it has direct benefit to them. Oh, Perhaps they want to do good now so that somebody else will recognize them and come to them. That is not the case with Paul. He endured this hardship and affliction for the people he did not know and people he never expected anything from in return. He was one of the best. He was one of the best in spreading the word of God with integrity and character. Beloved, Paul was unstable because he was true to his character. As leaders, we must be true to our character. The strength of his character served him well when he was Saul and Paul. I repeat, the strength of his character actually served him well when he was Saul and when he became Paul. That's why God looks into the heart of a man, God saw his heart. However, a strong character is not easily developed. We must be mindful of that. A strong character is forged over time through trials and temptations. So when we are going through trials and temptations, we will see them as opportunity for promotion. James 1, verse 1 to 5 or or, or 6 talks about trials and temptations. It is not a sin to face trials and temptations. It is falling to them, succumbing to them that become sin. People like Paul who have a strong character overcame trials and temptation by holding true to honorable principles. What are these honorable principles that are lacking in some of our churches today? Or uh, Even in the life of some of our brethren in their working place? Number one is integrity. Honesty. Integrity not defined by how you see it because it benefits you. But integrity of how God and the Bible defines it. Honesty, you know. Defined in the biblical terms. Perseverance. Humility in the mode of Jesus Christ. Compassion in the mode of Jesus Christ. Respect for people. That means respect for others. As Jesus Christ taught every one of us. Beloved, these are very, very strong elements, strong element of good character. that stood opposed to Paul out. Beloved, B.P. Biblical Phonesis aligns with the notion that when your character reflects these time-honored principles, integrity, honesty, perseverance, humility, compassion, and respect for people, just like Paul, you will end the respect and trust of everyone around you. It's a fact. In fact, as the story goes of Paul, it shows us that when we are true to our character, the story of Paul, when we are true to our character. Our actions will reflect our beliefs, which will continue to guide us through life. It will make us not to be stoppable. Beloved, let's look at our BP in this episode. We have four, which we have formed as a pattern since the beginning of this season of BP. Number one that we can get from this short story around, opposed to Paul, is that problems never stop a true leader? Oppositions never stop a true leader because you know who you believe. You know whom you believe. Number two, endurance is a strong dice in the games of leading others. I repeat, endurance, or you can substitute endurance for perseverance. It's a strong dice in the game of leading others. If you want to lead others, you must be able to endure. Must be able to endure opposition. Number three BP. Short-time gains are not more important than the greater good when leading others. We must focus on self. As we mentioned in episode four, self must die. Self-interest must, 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 must die. So short-time gains are not much more important than the greater good when you are leading others. Our decisions must be guided by the common good. Must be guided by servant as Jesus Christ has admonished us. Number four, BP. What goes around surely comes around. If you stone others, just as Paul, he was sold, supervise the stoning of Stephen. Expect others to stone you sooner or later. Even though there was a time lag, 16 years, between when Paul, supervised the stoning of Stephen, eventually was stoned in Lystra, as you mentioned in this episode. Let's look at our wisdom quote. We take it from Romans 8.31. Romans 8.31. The NIV of that verse says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Who can stop us if God is for us? The NLT version says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If you are leading and God has given you that mandate, who can ever be against you? Who can ever be against me? No one is the answer. Beloved, let us pray. Father, we thank you for a powerful episode of D.P. EP on how you empower to become unstoppable. Lord Jesus, let us no one time in our way of progress for the leadership man that you are giving us in the mighty name of jesus as you jesus, have opposed to all not to be stopped by opposition efforts not to be stopped by negative positions to our mandate in the mighty name of jesus jesus precious name Beloved, if you enjoyed this episode, please like us on our various media platforms and also join us at the Reduce Institute of God Restoration House online or on site in Blue Forty South Africa. We welcome comments from you. Please use all our platforms on Facebook as well as YouTube. we come to you in the next episode of Biblical Phonesis. May the Lord keep you safe and blessed. May He shower you with divine wisdom daily to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus.